0: Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, and my fellow Americans. Today marks the third year of the Packy Run podcast. Uh, it'll be our second full year, and this is the cold open, I guess. It is It is. Uh, it is the state of the Packy Run today. We're going to give you a little bit of that, and then we're going to get into our normal bullshitting and shenanigans.
1: All right. Um, thank you all for listening to this. Um, thank you all to the new listeners who have... Stopped by throughout this new year or last year rather, uh, we have grown twenty percent. Which you know, for a small podcast, we appreciate you guys and we appreciate every one of you listening to us. Uh, ramble and just do our bullshit every uh, every so often. Uh, we. Finally, we're able to hit the thousand listen marker for this year, which is a great feat. Uh, you know, I don't think either one of us thought we would get to that point, and we want to just build off of that. And for the sake of transparency, we want to let you know some of our goals for this podcast for the upcoming year.
0: Yeah, so I think. Um You know, it was it was a pandemic podcast when we started. Uh, Everybody was kind of cooped up at home and we had talked about doing it for a long time. Uh, So we finally kind of had the time, decided to pull the trigger in 2020. Uh, And then early-ish in 2021, we both ended up kind of having to go back to work and dealing with, you know, much more... fluid is the kind word to use uh fluid schedules and job changes and uh personal life stuff so it got it got a little bit hairy there last year uh and we didn't really have a consistent schedule uh which made it hard to get uploads in and everything else so i think first and foremost on this state of the packy run we're gonna kind of commit this year to a more rigid upload schedule. Uh, we we kind of agreed that until we're in a place where our schedules aren't constantly changing, the goal is going to be uh, an episode every two weeks. And if we manage to get into you know more of a weekly rhythm, then all the better. We'll be able to get you guys a little bit more content. But for sure, we're going to do every two weeks throughout the throughout this year and see how it feels. Uh, and hopefully some of that consistency brings even more growth.
1: Yeah, and with that kind of consistent schedule, which why, oh, there it is. I thought I wasn't recording for a second. Um, That more consistent schedule, we will come with more thought out and planned episodes for this podcast. Um, Cause sometimes we, yeah, it's fun to just mess around and we do dick around a lot on this podcast. But we both want to come off as experts for the particular uh, topic that we're going to be talking about. And we need, we're going to be planning a lot of episodes. We're going to be planning them in advance and hopefully it will make for better listening uh, where we're not saying like an um and the same things a lot over and over again.
0: So a little bit more, uh, a little bit more consistency across the board, um, also i think by next episode uh dan will be up and running with my christmas gift to him so we will also be sounding better than we ever have um i did i did a bunch of upgrades to my little home studio over the holidays um so this kind of ties into i'm not big on new year's resolutions but i have kind of resolved to um write and record and produce a little bit more throughout this year so that's going to bleed over a little bit into the packy run. We're going to have more consistency in sound and uploads and content. And yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is our summer of George. (laughs) This is, (laughs) this sounds, it sounds so dour the way that we're talking about it. It's, uh, I don't think, I think one thing that we can count on is that it's probably not going to get much more serious. (laughs) It's just going to be it's just going to be all about the uh, the consistency here.
1: Yeah, we just we wanted to um, make it a point to tell you where our thoughts are. And like, sorry about last year and the inconsistency with our schedules. Uh, we will be better
0: didn't really stop you guys from uh from tuning in in some decent numbers like we were talking about at the top though. So again, thank you for uh thank you for the listenership and those of you that share and subscribe and rate and review and all that kind of stuff, you know, all of the uh all of the normal content creator crap that we talk about all the time. Uh we have we have grown Year over year, for like I said, this is going to be 2022. Is going to be the third year where the podcast exists. Um,
1: well, second.
0: <laughs> well, we've been do, we've been doing it for two years, but it's been over. It started in 2020, so at the end of 2022, we'll have been yeah the Packy Run will have existed in three separate years, which is crazy. Um, yeah, we're just going to hit you with a little bit more consistency across the board, and uh, I think the I think the goal is eventually to be able to do this. Uh, and profit a little bit because Dan's already a millionaire but <laughs> I want I, I want my bread
1: um we also want to hear more from you guys um we want to interact with you guys way more on our social media it, our social media is pack your Unpod at Twitter and Instagram um, but we're gonna start doing more polls we're gonna start posting a little bit more we're inconsistent with that posting as well I think the the word of the year is going to be consistency
0: in so that's, many ways,
1: and that's what we're going to strive to do for this year, so both that, for us and for you.
0: <laughs> Indeed, and uh, some of us could use that in our personal lives too. So we're gonna uh, gonna work on some more consistency across the board. That's the I guess I guess I do have a New Year's resolution. God damn it. <laughs> I
1: love new year's resolutions, man.
0: <laughs> I have I have become an old sop in my old age. We are uh but yeah, we're back. We're doing the thing. I remember I remember last year after new year's we took we took about a month off uh between Christmas and our first episode of 2021. So, we're already we're already back. We're doing the thing. Uh we got we got a few topics to cover today um, that I'm sure we'll get into but how do you start a podcast how do you how do we how do we do a flawless transition out of the state of the packy run into the packy run
1: well um we're gonna go into our regular scheduled episode and enjoy and welcome to 2022 we'll just uh, roll the
0: music here. <laughs> There we go. All right, welcome back to the Packy Run podcast. My name is uh, my name is AJ Lagambina,
1: and I am Dan Mayott.
0: and we are once again broadcasting from our respective homes. Myself back here in a surprisingly snowy Nashville, Tennessee,
1: and me in Boston, uh, Brighton, Massachusetts, where it has that that snow feeling the day before feeling.
0: Oh, I uh, I I got off work yesterday and walked myself down to bowie's nashville who i would still love to sponsor us um for jam night and hung around with some people and had a couple of beers got up on stage played some songs with the northern runways shout out to those guys um super hard-working nashville musicians uh if you're ever in town you should come check them out i will usually be in attendance anyway um yeah, I was walking, I was walking down and the temperature was starting to drop and I was regretting not bringing my leather jacket because I had kind of, I had kind of run out the door and I just grabbed a sweatshirt and it got on my way. Um, and yeah, walking down, walking down commerce avenue in nashville it's it's that smell man you like and i know everybody everybody down here hates it because they're not used to it they don't have the infrastructure we're probably sitting on about two and a half three inches of snow down here right now uh and there's no snow plows there's no anything so this place is going to be shut down for probably two or three days uh oh great <laughs> but i i i wouldn't shut up about it last night like every time every time i walked outside because i try and take walks i'm like my lunch breaks and stuff at work Every time I walked outside, I was like, "I can smell it. I know it's coming. It's like a, it's a, it's a sixth sense." Like,
1: it, you know, it's funny. The I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls with Justine. And,
0: solid choice.
1: Solid choice. We're in the first season still, and. There's one episode where they're about to get like a snowstorm and Lorelai is like, it smells like snow oh, and it like crazy snowstorm. That's, that's what it reminds me of every single time.
0: My mom's favorite part of that show is that it smells like snow. I'm uh yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So I'm sure that at some point I will bundle myself up and walk over to the convenience store at the end of my street and get myself something to snack on because the first big snow and usually the only big snow of the season is a reason to celebrate so grab myself some candy or something i've got soups and stuff that i can have so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day it's gonna be a good couple of days which are uh which are desperately needed because your boy's been going through it
1: yeah yeah
0: but this is a fun podcast so we're not gonna dwell on negativity and heartbreak we're gonna we're gonna launch into some fun topics um Are you drinking anything this afternoon?
1: Uh, nothing but water.
0: There you go. I've been, uh, I've been drinking water since I woke up this morning and found out that my work day was canceled. So shout out to my management team for making the right call because nobody knows how to drive down here. Um, I did have one last natural lime white claw sitting in my fridge. So I cracked that open a little bit ago. So, no uh, no can pop for this episode. Not for today. But I'm going to kill this. And that's probably going to be the only thing I drink today.
1: Yeah. Um, I got my booster a couple hours ago. And I've just been trying to keep it easy today. Um, you know, chilling out. Yeah. Chilling out. Doing, you know, just, just, I was planning another um, another radio show, and you know, doing some posting on Facebook and Instagram about my uh, coffee business, um, brewed England. Definitely check it out. Um, Sponsor I have a store. The <laughs> I have a, a a store on Etsy. Um, so definitely check it out. Uh, I make really good. I roast really good coffee.
0: I can't confirm the Packy Run podcast brought to you by brewed england <laughs> you need like a you need like a snappy tagline there like Brood england something something the the way coffee should be
1: brewed england it's fucking rocket fuel <laughs> <Ked. laughs>
0: brood england it's fucking motor oil what do you want
1: it's it's uh it's not starbucks <laughs>
0: that's all you need brewed england it's not fucking starbucks kid <laughs> 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 better better than your mother used to make <laughs> <laughs> god yeah um uh. yep yeah, so you know t- we told you guys in the cold open that the hahas weren't going away and here we are um so where do we want to where do we want to start this week We've so got, we
1: usually start with our patriots talk let's go um, which um you know we were both pretty stoked and pretty high on this game um yeah. Well, I was at the game on Sunday.
0: This just confirms that you're the good luck charm.
1: Yeah, it it just confirms that um my first ever game patriots game um and also my mom's uh first patriots game as well uh both of us are huge patriots games are patriots fans excuse me (laughs) and my sister sarah shout out to her um who surprisingly like i mean up until this year patriots fan but has really turned the page and is a huge patriots fan now so that's cool uh got us patriots tickets for christmas so uh what
0: you really you really gotta love it just being able to like be in attendance um yeah it's we've talked about it before um football is kind of tough to watch live just because the stadiums are so big and especially a place like Gillette where you really got to bundle up for a game like that um but
1: surprisingly it wasn't that cold like I was like oh my god it's gonna be so freezing like January football like I was so afraid of how cold it was going to be but it wasn't it wasn't that bad it was late 40s Like, you know, a little bit of rain. Not too bad.
0: Yeah, not terrible. Um, Not terrible. And the game definitely wasn't. Uh, that's our second our second 50-burger of the season. How crazy is that?
1: I mean, like we keep saying, this team does not... Pl- they never play down to their competition. They will always play up. Yeah, what a game. Um, we, we did talk about this one previously. Like, we need to bounce back with this game. Um, hopefully, it's an easy win. And it just... It was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for all of the... For all of the talk about you know Trevor Lawrence back during the draft days, um, the kid is the kid is not as much of a playmaker as people thought, and then you know. It's easy to just focus on the quarterback and, you know, make calls like that. Um,
1: well, I think the jury is still out on whether Trevor Lawrence is going to be good or bad. I mean, Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season and he's a first-bound Hall of Famer. So,
0: even with his I, I would, goofy fucking high legs every time he got the ball.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, oh. like, like, pump the brakes on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be fine. Urban Meyer was an unmitigated disaster of a hire. Oh my god. Um that whole
0: like, that whole thing just fell apart.
1: Right. I I feel bad. I I, I hopefully they hire the ne- the for their sake, I hope they they get a good coach to coach Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah, he's definitely I mean He's got the legs and he's got a deep ball, but you know, so does so does Zach Wilson. And, you know, when you're in a when you're in when you're in a butt fumble of an organization, it just is what it is. And, you know, the days of Saxonville are long gone.
1: Yeah. Like, and also Belichick is he's always will be great against a rookie quarterback.
0: Every time. He just eats them alive.
1: Every single time. I mean, we had three interceptions in that game.
0: Three interceptions. We put up the 50 burger um and you know Mac just looked Mac just looked dominant. Like he he's had he's had those moments, you know, the the Bills game the week before um and especially earlier in the season, he he has those rookie moments and I think that I think that the New England media forgets um to kind of give him some grace with those kind of moments but in this game against Jacksonville he really did seem to just like he looked like he had been doing it you know
1: right um i everything was working in sync in that game it was exactly. a perfect game from them from from front to start it was perfect
0: yeah i'm not a uh, i'm not mad about not mad about the turnout it was it was desperately needed, and we got it done and yeah just just an impressive overall outing by the Patriots, which they needed the get right game, and I think. By doing that and clinching a playoff spot and then hopefully some other things around the league kind of get us to even better seeding than where we are. You know, this is we are a playoff team, which I think is exceeding expectations from the beginning of the year. So I'm stoked.
1: Right. Um. So for us to win the afc east we would need to win against miami and we would need the buffalo bills to lose that's the difference between hosting a playoff game or going on the road um because of as of right now with everything set and done we would be facing the buffalo bills again
0: yep and uh i'm not sure i would i mean the storyline part of it i l- like I'd like to see us. I'd like to see us face Buffalo again. I'd like the chance to be able to, you know, give it kind of the best two out of 3 treatment. Um whether that's at home or away, I honestly don't know which I'd prefer.
1: That's tough because I mean, because we haven't Buffalo's been the, tough. Buffalo is tough. We also haven't been the best home team this year. We're under 500 for home games this season.
0: We have definitely um, been road warriors.
1: Right. Um I wonder when was the last time we had a below 500 mark for home? Because That's not like us at all.
0: I feel like this might be the first time in the Belichick era. Maybe the like maybe the second or third. But it's like it's, it's not often. It's, it's very unusual.
1: Um, I'm just look, looking through now. So 20, 2013, we were eight and zero at home. Six and two in 2012. 2010, 8 and 0, 09, 8 and 0, 07, 08, 5 and C. Of course, 2007, we were 8 and 0, because 16 and yeah, 0. There we go. Jeez, uh, I'm looking at everything on ESPN, and not a single one has showed up yet for being under 500. Really? I bet if I did on when the last time the Patriots were under 500
0: what does yahoo sports have to say
1: the last time these
0: it's their first nope. losing okay. record in foxborough since 2000 so Twenty 21 years years <laughs> wow. that's incredible that's
1: i mean but you look at you look at some of those games you could easily flip the switch like that buccaneers game was a one score game that dallas one score game like either one of those games you know could have flipped the switch
0: and like you said we you know we play we play up to our competition all the time. Um, and like I was saying, you know, it is, it is a rookie year for Mac Jones. So, I mean, win, lose, or draw in this, uh, in this playoff season, I think the, I think we're feeling pretty good about where the Patriots are and where they're headed. So I'm not, I'm not terribly concerned.
1: Right. And I mean, I think the Jacksonville game on Sunday, that was arguably his best game of the season.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with that argument.
1: Um, I mean, three touchdowns. He was um, he was twenty-two for thirty. Great, um, seven point six average per throw. You know, I think that's great. That is really good. He had a strong running game behind him as well. That was that's Patriots football.
0: Just dominant. You love to uh, you love to see that kind of thing. And we love to s- now go
1: ahead. Now, hopefully the Miami game that's going to be an interesting game
0: yeah it's you know we've said it before we'll say it again late season late season patriots football versus Miami is a little ugly sometimes so i but, think it's a i think it's kind of a toss up but i feel a lot better about that game after having seen just absolute dominance against jacksonville
1: i think that it it put us back into our rhythm and what we hope to see in the playoffs as well Agreed. Um, I mean, looking at right now, we're sitting at Thursday 6th. Right now on the questionable list, we have Dante Hightower, we have Nick Folk, Damian Harris, Jacoby Myers, and Nelson Aguilar. And, I mean, Nelson Aguilar has been out for a couple games now. He's been a huge loss. He's been a big part of the offense so far. Um, We desperately missed him against Buffalo. So hopefully if we do play against Buffalo, there catching some balls
0: yeah he uh he has definitely been he's definitely been his absence has been noticeable um I feel like Nick Folk has showed up on those lists for like every game this season and he's still coming out and he's still big kick Nick
1: right I mean remember when there was a time when Brady was on the injured list every yeah. but he would just start every single game. Yep. It didn't matter.
0: Yeah. I don't know what kind of, I don't know if there's anything to gain by putting somebody on the injured list like that, or if it's literally just like, I assume it's just protocol. Like you have, if they are injured, they have to be listed as such, even if they can't play.
1: I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, what I'd like to see from. Want I we need to see a dominating performance from Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. Um, we need to get that lead early. Um Miami's tough. They are a good team. They started off the year poor, but they had that late year surge and were able to make some noise. Now they're eliminated from the playoffs, but they're not gonna just because they're eliminated, they want to play spoiler.
0: Yeah, they, you know, it almost makes them, it almost makes them a little bit more dangerous, I think. Cause if you're in that position where it's like, well, I'm already, I'm already knocked out, but I can still kind of make it tough on these other guys, you know, I think it's going to be kind of a no holds, no holds barred game of football.
1: Right. Um, and we need to get after Tua. I mean,
0: yeah, we need, uh, we need Judon to really show up cause he hasn't for the past couple of weeks. And,
1: well, I mean, it makes sense. He was on the COVID, um, um reserved list. Yeah. So maybe that's why he wasn't looking particularly he looked a little gassed
0: yeah, a little, in the past a little couple lost. weeks.
1: Um it was nice to see Win Winnow, uh Chase Winovich yeah. get taken some reps. I do like him. Um he's not as good as Matthew Judon
0: but he's uh, he's definitely capable at doing what he does
1: yeah I think he's definitely capable um I and I hope the Patriots they I hope they blow out Miami because that would the confidence that this team would get from that I think it would be the playoffs as well
0: yeah i think having a little bit of a statement win could go a long way towards uh towards indicating that we're ready to make a deep playoff run i think kind of i think kind of sitting back and really putting the nails to miami could that could kind of turn the tide for this season
1: yeah for sure. All right. And then, hopefully after that, we can, uh, we can, uh, know who we're going to face in the playoffs, and I, I'm excited to see who, who we're going to face.
0: I'd love it for, I'd love for it to be Buffalo again. Oh, like I, uh. Like I was saying, just a you know making it a two out of three contest and kind of being able to just put a put a put a cap on that would be I think that would be my favorite storyline, you know. And I think it would be a really good indicator because Buffalo is still I mean they had a little bit of a slip up there in the like during the season, but they've been they've been in the Super Bowl conversation since before the season started. So to be able to knock them out would be kind of a great coming out party for this team to be like you know listen the the afc east still runs through foxborough
1: right i mean that AFC the afc conference is a bloodbath right now you got you have the titans who they're good and i mean if they win on sunday they get a home field and potentially derrick henry back gotta watch out for them
0: yeah and tennessee is like tennessee is Even just in the past three, four years that I've been down here like you can see the growth where when I first moved down here like home field advantage for Tennessee did not seem to really be home field because the whole city would be overrun by opposing teams fans and now they're you know they're starting to heat up and this would be the first year where I would hear you know this would be the first year where if I heard you know Tennessee has home field advantage I would actually be like oh that is that is an advantage
1: for sure I mean and then you have Kansas City you can't I mean Patrick Mahomes he is the best quarterback in the league he is on a whole nother level you can't count them out nope you have the cincinnati Bengals who just beat the kansas city chiefs last week and that was that was huge that was one of the biggest wins of this season and one of the
0: better games of the season too that was yeah
1: one of the better games of this season too like i don't know something about the cincinnati Bengals they you know they might have that kind of magic and momentum going into the playoffs
0: they're starting to heat up and
1: that's what it's all about
0: you know that's any given sunday
1: and i mean we all know about buffalo and the uh. final two wild card positions right now it's between the colts the chargers the raiders and the steelers and right now the best the best teams for that position are the colts and the chargers
0: yeah and it would be it would be nice well, to not have to see Ben Rapistberger. I mean, Rapist, Ber- I mean, Roethlisberger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he's done after this year. He's retiring. He's done.
0: Yeah, I'd like, I'd you know, I'd like to see um, him just go away.
1: <laughs> if you're looking for a good game to watch this weekend, the Chargers and Raiders, keep an eye on that game because whoever wins that game gets into the playoffs.
0: They're playing for all the marbles. So
1: that's, that's going to be a really exciting game. I would, I'm definitely going to be watching that one. For sure. Then NFC, I mean, we have the Packers at the first seed who is, you know, the best record in the league, but that doesn't mean anything. Best record doesn't mean anything. We all know the Packers have, you know, they, the amount of times you, they need the Heimlich remover because they just have the, the habit of choking. I don't believe in them. Yeah, and then we have the Rams, Buccaneers, who, according to Julian Edelman, don't have any shot of making the Super Bowl, and also has
0: beef with Tom. Yeah, I. Uh, what what is going on there?
1: I, you know, from the way that Jules was saying it, like I saw the video, it sounded like it was like somebody was making the point that he's just trying to motivate Tom Brady and trying to get him pissed off to like do it, you know, like I'm some sort of meta. Yeah. But maybe there is actually something something there. Um
0: I don't know. The way he looked directly down the barrel of the camera and was like, I don't wanna kiss and tell. Don't wanna kiss and tell as someone said. Like, whoo there's f- there was there was some spice on that one, Jules. What are we doing? Yeah, I,
1: I have n- <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Um so hopefully hopefully they will be able to resolve that. Um he sounded kind of joking to me, but
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, is that like it felt kind of good natured, but also it it was the kiss and tell comment where he was like looking directly in the camera and he kinda of squared himself up and it was like, Oh, is there is there trouble in bromance paradise? I, I mean If Julian Edelman and Tom Brady aren't best friends anymore, what hope did Dan and I have? <laughs>
1: it's gonna become
0: I'm gonna become one of those high school girls that breaks up with her boyfriend because her best friend broke up with hers, which speaking Jeez. of, I can't help but notice that you're still with Justine Dan, and I'm deeply offended <laughs> too soon, too soon for jokes
1: but but too soon for what jokes
0: too soon for jokes about my my current relationship status i mean the fact that you're still in a happily committed relationship and we're just gonna move on so that i can make a comment that it is snowing sideways right now
1: but anyways so then there's the cowboys we have you know the cowboys beat us earlier this year but past couple weeks their offense has struggled we have the cardinals who have locked up the eagles Who, you know, I thought, I think a lot of people going into this year thought the Eagles were not going to be competitive and were going to take a huge step back. Guess not.
0: Yep. Here we Um, are.
1: Here we are. And we have the 49ers and the Saints fighting for that final playoff spot, that wild
0: card spot. It just seems it seems wide open right now. It just seems like like there's not outside of outside of just bias, right? Where like obviously I want the Patriots to win and I want them to keep winning. Um mm-hmm. but there's there's nobody who seems like a lock just based on the way that the season has played out. I mean, the two the two like most likely to run it back, Kansas City and the Bucks are both, you know, Kansas City has not had the greatest season, and the Buccaneers are just banged up, and there's too much, there's there's controversy, and there's back and forths, and... Well,
1: there's no controversy anymore with Antonio Brown leaving.
0: Well, apparently there's controversy about whether or not Antonio Brown paid Alex Guerrero $100,000. Oh,
1: jeez. And that... <laughs>
0: And then posted screen. This man posted screenshots of his text message thread with his manager and Alex Guerrero and included his routing and account numbers for his bank. Like What an idiot. <laughs> these, oh my God. Some people should just, you should be, you should have to pass like a litmus test to be able to use the internet.
1: Well, you know what? Like he clearly has some undiagnosed CTE
0: Oh, he's just uh, like There's there's he definitely has CTE. That dude that dude's just a mess. Just an unmitigated disaster.
1: Right. And I I remember when he signed with the Patriots for that one week I was like I really don't want him. He's good, but he's not worth the headache.
0: Yeah. And
1: like like there are some players who you can deal with the headache. They're fine up until like a certain point. Like many remain. Yeah great player like he's one of he's my favorite red sock of all time um and was a great hitter never be a hall of famer because of the steroid stuff but you know for the most part with his red Sox tenure he was great great player like he did everything he was supposed to do and then he did like uh what was it manny does what manny does or yeah, like um
0: it's just manny being manny
1: just manny being manny i mean at some point you just get sick of that you can't deal with it anymore just yeah. just become too much of a distraction.
0: Yeah. And you got, I mean, the Patriots had a little bit of that with Rob Gronkowski, but it was never like, it never affected game day. I don't think.
1: He was never affected by game day. He was never suspended.
0: Um, Uh, He had that one one game suspension, the uh, 2016 season.
1: I mean, he was suspended because he, what was it, like a nasty hit on somebody?
0: Yeah, he had like... He he, like
1: laid out on somebody?
0: Yeah, literally just like dropped on them like the wrestler that he inevitably will become. I
1: I mean, but the thing about Gronk is Gronk is not not self... Like, Gronk would Chuck furniture off a third story bi- like building.
0: Yeah, and he wouldn't he wouldn't be doing things like in the middle of a game like like Manny would go and hide in the in the green monster, right? Like
1: Or or Antonio Brown taking off his shoulder pads and like his shirt and all and that crap. Walking,
0: walking out shirtless onto the field while both teams are on there preparing to play
1: which is funny because like the new jersey state police thought he was like a fan running onto the field (laughs) that's there was like a report about that what the just a mess i mean that's the nfl the nfl is a mess
0: (laughs) roger is a clown the nfl is a mess it was ever so
1: and the patriots are back baby
0: the patriots are More than just contenders in the AFC, and that makes things right in the world somewhat. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know, Omarion is coming to get us all. So, <laughs> and it's also, there's also like, it's. Uh, I cannot stress this enough. This is actual snow i get I get on people's case down here all the time because we'll have like sleet and stuff that starts together on the ground and people start talking about how it's snowing and I'll be like, no, it's not white, it's not fluffy. there's no flakes you're getting pelted with ice. This is like I went outside for a second before we recorded, and this is like the fluffiest like this is like skiing snow, and I'm here for it, but that's besides the point um anything else besides- on anything else on nfl madness and heading into the uh heading into playoff playoff football
1: nothing as of right now um i'm just excited to see how everything plays out next week
0: i'm ready i'm ready to throw on my jersey and cheer on my team um so let's transition into our next topic of discussion for today um I figured first first, uh, first episode back, it's been a while since we've gone really in on an album. Um, and I couldn't really think of anything that had like an anniversary or anything else. So I just kind of decided to go for the layup with an album that came out while you and I were in college. And we both really, really loved and still love, I think. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking... Um, the album Void Ripper by the band Animal Flag.
1: Yes, which is a project mostly um, composed of uh, Matt Polinsky who has written all the songs and composes the songs he just has other members of the backing band and what's really interesting is matt along with zach weeks who is the bass player in animal flag we have alex um who you know as of right now he you may know now know him as he was voted the best booker or won the, the award for best booker from the boston music awards really so sh- yeah shout out to him he's uh the drummer of this band um he also has a new project called five ever which well with uh sam naz from sheem dang shout out kind shout of a super group sheem. yeah <laughs> yes and i who's the other member who's the final the other second guitarist
0: uh sai budapelli who is a yeah i mean this was
1: and they all went to berkeley
0: yeah they all went to berkeley they were a uh they were kind of a super group when they were an active band just because i mean far and away the loudest band i've ever heard in any room i like we we had the pleasure of being able to see them a couple of times and man like they would they never got they never got huge huge but they did a couple of like east coast runs and i think they made it out to the west coast maybe um they definitely were mostly like support on a lot of their tours.
1: Right. They played a lot of local Boston shows. Um, they were in that scene with like um, Really From and uh, I Kill Giants, Circe, um kind of like that whole like early 2010 and kind of developing from that.
0: And they also, just
1: also Burgerly years, who were oh, yeah. fantastic and underrated
0: yeah i've been uh, i've been following i've been falling back into a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff uh for the past few months especially just kind of going back and listening to especially honestly listening to uh Acts to Grind podcast um the hardcore podcast um obviously they talk a lot of hardcore and you know Boston hardcore scenes get brought up a lot uh Pat Flynn is actually on their latest episode um know about an hour in and really enjoying that so I got to finish that up but th- it's been reintroducing me to a lot of just kind of bands from this era and especially this scene where it's like oh man like not that I missed out on a lot of it but I forgot about a lot of the stuff that I was listening to then. Uh I believe when it comes to Void Ripper, I actually wrote a review for this album, I think. Uh for chorus.fm Found it. Dang. Um, Yeah, so I've like intimately familiar with this album, which is why I was saying this is probably a uh this is probably going to be a little bit of a layup for us. But it's just a good album and I feel like not a lot of people I feel like it didn't get its due when it first came out, uh, which is one of the reasons why I went and wrote that review back then. Um, but just going, going back and going back and listening to it a couple of times over the past couple of weeks, it's been like, man, I miss this. Uh, I miss this era of being like super plugged into everything, and this album just. It, 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 I mean, uh, pun intended, I guess it rips. <laughs>
1: i mean it's it's different it's different than um what some of the other contemporaries in this kind of style were like they put on their own like spin to it
0: yeah it's i remember thinking back when it came out and even now um it's no surprise it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that you know back in the day i was a massive massive brand new fan um And for obvious reasons, I don't really listen to them anymore. But these guys, these guys like scratch that same itch. Where like I feel like a lot of the Tumblr people would have lumped them in with pop punk the way that they did for like Turnover and Joyce Manor and stuff like that even though I wouldn't really consider that kind of stuff pop punk or like um,
1: Balanced Composure
0: yeah another perfect example um, they do, like they don't quite fit that kind of side of things there's hardcore influences especially considering the fact that Zach Weeks is he did like a bunch of mixing and mastering and played bass on it and stuff. So there's there's definitely some of that like heavy kind of aggressive tendencies in a lot of the production. Um, but they really kind of they slow it down and really come up with something kind of special that's organic right because it's like a four it's a four piece band two guitars bass drums it's it, like it's loud dynamic rock music um but there's a lot of there's a lot of like little effects and just little twists and things that they incorporate into it that like there's an experimentation aspect to it especially when it comes to production that keeps this interesting even when i would argue these songs and pretty much animal flags entire catalog is actually way better live where you can really feel the intensity of the songs come through and things like that
1: yeah for sure i mean it's i will i want to make this argument real quick just because you're a good musician doesn't mean you can write a good song and i think a lot of people would take that the long the wrong way like yes knowing how to play your instrument is one Part of being a good musician. The other part is knowing how to create those harmonies, those melodies that go along with it to like go with how well you can play your instrument. And they do a great balance of both of that.
0: Yeah. And there's even like, I know we've talked about it when we've talked like the Menzingers, right? Like I tell people that don't know about that band all the time. Like imagine if a punk band wrote like Bruce Springsteen songs, like they put you into a very specific like time and place and stuff. Um, Animal Flag doesn't do the same kind of storytelling, but like there were interviews before this album came out where Matt would talk about kind of his struggles with, um, with religion and kind of being in and out of the church and things like that, and he described the f- he described his idea for doing like th- a three album cycle. The first one being LP, um, which was the combination of two of Animal Flags EPs um, that were put together as a full as a full length album in 2016, and then in 2018 we got Void Ripper. So LP was supposed to be like a reaction to being like a religious person and kind of being in and kind of starting to rethink some of that. And then void river is like the destruction of that, like doing away with his religious tendencies and trying to figure out like who he was as a person without that kind of thing. Um, and unfortunately the project is not dead, but not active. Um, so I'm not sure I we're going to get that third.
1: I mean, Matt is still putting out new music. Um, it's cool. It's, Um, it's kind of like atmospheric and, you know, it's not chill beats to like study to, but it's, (laughs) it's not on that, but it's, it's, you know, like pretty calming, relaxed music that it's fantastic when you're in that kind of mood.
0: Which is also a callback to the first three, um, the first three releases by Animal Flag: uh, "Flood of Sunlight," "Everything Will Be Okay," and "Sounds of Sleep," uh, that were far more, you know, electronic, experimental, like you said, like atmospheric kind of music uh, before they kind of went into the rock emo four-piece band kind of space.
1: Yeah, for sure yes can i help you justine
0: hi oh you have anything hello you have anything
1: to, have anything to say Not. Oh. <laughs> okay okay
0: <laughs> look at these look at these kids and healthy relationships what's it like i
1: don't even i don't even know if the mic picked up on justine um, we'll see in the edit.
0: We'll, f- we'll find out in post.
1: Yeah, we'll find out in post. Um, anyways, uh, we want to get into the meat and potatoes of it all, and
0: uh, let's do uh, let's do some analysis. Let's start with uh, as usual, track one,
1: "Morning Star." Um, you know, it's a very short song. It is forty nine seconds long. Um, I think for most people, this is a typical skippable track um i don't think so however i think it adds to the dynamic of the record um, and it kind of goes back to the roots of what has matt has done in the past and kind of sets the tone
0: yeah it's 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 that atmosphere setting um it doesn't do what we've talked about loving on other albums where it kind of like establishes what you're going to be in for um it is kind of it's not really a one-off I wouldn't say, but it like, it doesn't establish sonically what you're in for. It's more about the, it's more of like a vibe set for lack of a better term. It's like, it's like weirdly intense for something that's so short and sonically kind of quiet. Um, but I think it's, it's there to establish the dynamic, right? Like you get this really quiet intro track that, like you said, could easily be skippable, um, but the way that it flows into the the way that it flows into the title track really kind of establishes that like loud quiet loud aspect that you're looking for or that you can expect throughout the album so
1: yeah and I mean the lyrics read as, Just, like, poetry. Like, hold your punch, pick your fight, bow to the morning star, pray to the thief at night. I don't think I'll fit through the needle's eye. You always bark, but you never bite.
0: Yeah, it's, like, the idea idea of the morning star, like, automatically kind of brings you into more of the, like, religious (laughs) themes of the album, I guess. Um... And that's self-doubt too. Like, I don't think I'll fit through the needle's eye. It's like, it's, it's tone setting. It's not quite, it sits between some of those like top tier intro tracks and like a lot of bands of this kind, like that deal in these kind of genres, will do just a little intro, like vibey kind of something at the beginning of their album to kind of set a scene. And a lot of times those fall flat for me. So this sits right in the middle of those two things. Like it, I wouldn't skip it, but I also love the album. So
1: that's true. It's not, um, like when I think of or in this kind of way, my example of. My example of a great introduction is from the Hotel Year like no place there is and the song an introduction to the album which is funny enough yeah but that song really sets the scene and really paints the picture of and sets the tone for that record and I mean there's a million other bands that don't do something like that, they're different, Um, I would agree that it kind of, you know, it sits right in the middle for me. It's not um, the best, but I think it's necessary to the album.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something, like, I think one of the reasons why it ends up being so necessary is, like, the brevity of the album. It's nine songs. Um, It's not, like, lyrically (laughs) packed. It's more just, it's more of just a... like it's a it it's cohesive. I think is the word that I'm looking to use. Um, and especially with the sequencing, the way that the tracks flow into one another, um, it's something that I really tried to emulate when I was working on um, Ken's first album for Psychic of Orange. Um, and even the even the first single uh, that he and I worked on, the 403 single that I did for. Um, part of my senior project in college, I was referencing, I was referencing animal flag a lot in that. I love that, that establishment, like it, it establishes what it is. Um, so yeah, Morningstar gets the job done and at 49 seconds, you know, it's in and out. You can't really, can't really complain about it.
1: I mean, that's a theme of this record though. Um, like, I remember hearing I remember I was watching a a Finn McKenty video, uh, punk rock NBA. and because he used to do a lot of music reviews. Um, he still does, but I think he used to do primarily a lot more. And one of the things he said to be a good writer, try to say it like sure anyone can write like a thousand word like review on a band and like an album now try to get that down to 400 words or 300 words try to be as like concise as possible and i think um the lyrically they do a really good job it's not extra filler in there it's just boom boom boom
0: yeah you know why it's something that it's something that i complain about a lot um especially in the work that i do um Or when I was like answering phones at home, it's something that I say all the time is like, why, you know, I would sarcastically say, why use five words when you can use 45? Um, It's that kind of deal where, you know, being being concise is a quality that not a lot of people have. And it's ironic that you and I talk about that on a podcast where we spend hours... hours a week just talking bullshit but
1: right i mean but that's not the goal for this year
0: this year this year we're doing better so
1: yes um so this leads right into void ripper and it starts with that nice little tap of the hi hat the which that's such a cool sound
0: it's so it's definitely um I forget, I forget what Sound Toys plug-in it is that they use to achieve that, but there's like a it's like a compression-distortion kind of deal um, that starts really, really low in the mix before everything kind of blows up and it gets into that ridiculous guitar riff um, that still gets me hyped up every time. It's um, I remember talking to Matt um, about two or three weeks after I moved down here, Animal Flag played at, it was like a cafe over by Music Row, um and in the in the back room they had like a venue it was almost like a sunroom like do you remember the old wendy's sunrooms like back when wendy's had all like the yellow cups and cardboard and stuff like they always seemed to have that kind of like glass Begley? glass like, oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah kind
0: of that was in the back of this venue and that's where animal flag and Cheam played um and i remember talking to matt about that riff And being like, that's just like, it's just so good. Um, And he was like, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because after we recorded it and we put it out, I realized that it was actually the vocal melody for a different song. And it's uh, (laughs) Nothing In My Way by Keen, which is like, the fray matchbox twenty like soft rock. Um,
1: yeah, they have that one song, um, those simple things or something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was funny to learn that little tidbit. And if you go back and listen to the chorus of that song, it like it is that melody. Um, but I remember when it first came out just sitting back and being like, that is like it sounds like a Black Sabbath riff. Like it's not overly technical, but it's huge and it's heavy and bluesy and oh man, that int- that intro guitar riff just gets me every time.
1: Yeah, I you know, it's funny because I I was talking to one of my coworkers. This was back in the summer and we were talking about if you were a baseball player, what would your walk-up song be? And you know I struggled for a while to try to find song and now listening back to Void Ripper listening to that opening riff I think that would be my walk up song if I was a baseball player just like that opening riff that would be that would be the walk up song
0: Yeah the guitar just kind of like dives down into it and everything just it goes from that tiny little compressed drum beat to everything opening up um you can hear uh, Zach weeks has a precision bass that has an aluminum neck um, and like tonality wise that's so perfect for this song it's you know I've I've struggled to not put away like three grand and get one for myself it's uh, yeah just great song worthy of naming the album after for sure and it's just it's it's funny that it's one two three four, it's five five lines for the entire 3 minute and 17 second song um but it's it's just a masterclass in that like dynamic songwriting that loud quiet loud kind of thing and there's a reason why they hand out ear blo- like earplugs at their shows <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was a reason for that. Um, I mean, the drums and the bass really drive this song. Um, the The guitars are and like the vocals are just there for the ride. I mean, they do their little their thing, but the bass really drive it and make it go.
0: It's just that it's that mid tempo, just four on the floor, just beats you down. It's very. Um it's very hardcore in its delivery is what I'm realizing just now. Like having, having spent this past year kind of having a little bit of a renaissance with a lot of hardcore and hardcore adjacent bands. Like I'm just realizing that this is like a slowed down, just hardcore song. You get that build up into the, the final guitar riff before it fades out and it's it's just brutal and loud and i wish that i could go see it live again
1: for sure um and i mean like you know a typical song it is always verse chorus verse chorus bridge, chorus that's like a usually the classic template for a song yeah Um, for any pop song or metal song i mean any kind of pop songwriting that's the formula this kind of breaks away from that Mm. there's no chorus but what with the lack of chorus there is still that hook the hook that's not what happened to me happened to be me like there's still that element of pop which is it's important yeah Uh, in any good songwriting
0: that melody will still get stuck in your head. And I think the it's interesting that what I would argue is the best song on the album, like the chorus isn't, a chorus. I would argue that the chorus is the guitar riff. Like that is the centerpiece of the song. That's what everything else kind of hinges on. um And
1: they do that a lot in this album, though. Yeah. Like, that kind of songwriting, which is it's different. It's cool to to listen to, and it kind of. Um. I mean, I I you know beforehand I just listened to this album. I'm like, I like this album. It just sounds really cool to me. Yeah. And now taking a deep dive at it, I'm like, wow, this has that has that al- uh, like element to it and like that's really cool that's really interesting i didn't expect that
0: yeah that uh that critical listening element brings a lot to brings a lot to this album there's a lot of there's a lot of little layers to uncover
1: and now we have candace
0: uh it's a depression song <laughs> for and... sure
1: <laughs> oh boy it's uh it it's just heavy it's a really good song yeah one it of my up- favorite songs on it
0: it picks up the pace a little bit more. You know, Morningstar has that kind of like eases you into things. Void Ripper just beats you over the head with the guitar riff and everything else. And then you get Candace where this is punkier. It's a little bit more it's a little bit more upbeat musically. Um, But it's just kind of that it's that like existentialism kind of deal with the lyrics Um, when you kind of it's kind of about like looking at the world around you and seeing a lot of the like hypocrisies and stuff like that and the reaction to all that in the song seems to kind of be like well what the fuck is the point
1: (laughs) yeah which there's a lot of that kind of element album um i like it has a really good hook there's a time and place for everything and then it goes into like i get seasonal depression in the spring when the flowers come up from their beds i'll be laughing despite the dead and then the other time that they go back to that hook there's a time and place for everything there's a funeral dirge there's the wedding wing there's the way that you part your the
0: hey hey hey. Yeah, it's stuff. And the hey 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 is definitely a again like it plays into that like Punkier aspect of this. Like these guys are all, these guys have all been in like hardcore bands and stuff like that. So you get that, you get that kind of alternative, um, bent to what they're doing.
1: And I mean, just like Void Ripper, the drums and bass really carry it. That drum tone, they're mixed, are fantastic.
0: Yeah. It's, and those drums sound great. And they sound real. And that's one of the things that I remember from, you know when it first came out listening through this and being like like there's a lot of there's a lot of music in these genres where they go for like perfect drum sounds or they go for really aggressive drum sounds that aren't really like that's not how that instrument would sound in a room like a studio a live venue a whatever like that's not how those drums actually sound um and that can kind of take me out of an album so it's it's nice listening to this album and being like you know it's not it's not the perfect snare um the way that most people would look for it but it's like you can tell that it is a actual snare drum and kick drum and toms and i mean the symbols are always just deafening with this band like um alex alex just lays in and yeah he does they do a really good job on this album more than any of their other recorded output besides maybe the audio tree session the audio tree session they did a pretty good job of capturing it um but this album in particular, you can hear that like shit, this is a this is a loud band. I
1: mean one of my one of my pet peeves with rock bands is when the drummer is timid and doesn't want to play hard. Yeah. Like they, they play I mean there's a time and place for it. I get it. I didn't mean pun whatever. Um uh, <laughs> anyways. Pun unattended. Like, they, there's a time and place to play soft. When you're in a punk band, I expect you to hit those drums hard. And I remember watching, like, a touring band, like, a couple months ago, and I was like, I mean, they're fine, but that drummer needs to play harder. Like, yeah. they're not, they're not, they're fine. They're playing, they're good at playing. They just don't, they're not. They're not doing it for it. me. Yeah, they're not doing it. Yeah. Um, That's that, that's just my, my qualm with it.
0: Yeah, I can feel that. Um,
1: and Alex does a great job at hitting it hard.
0: Yeah, he just... Uh, all all four members of the band, just the entire way through, they're like, even in the quieter moments, they're they're emoting with the instrumentation in a way that I think is really impressive because not a lot of bands can do that. A lot of them will hide kind of behind technical expertise or production tricks and things like that. Like this is... Void Ripper feels very real and natural even when kind of like i was saying at the top even when they even when they go into more of the like produced kind of things or more of the effects driven kind of stuff um, it still sounds like it sounds like a four piece band and it sounds like they're you know, it sounds like people playing their instruments,
1: no, for sure. And they played them well. I have a question for you though, yeah. Do you, do you think at any point in this record it is overproduced too much? Is there such thing as overproducing a record?
0: There definitely is. Um, I don't think this really suffers from it because of. <laughs> For a for like an alternative rock band, this is the production seems very sparse on this record. There's not a lot of points where take like "Bleed American" by Jimmy Eat World for example, and I think that's one of the greatest albums of all time. But there's a lot of parts on that record, especially because of the time when it was made, where you can hear effects, reversed guitars, vocal doubling. Um, There's like effects that show up on that album that sound like what early Pro Pro Tools sounded like. Like there are sounds that you couldn't make with like a tape machine and things like that. You could really only get it with a computer and it was the early days of doing that. So i happen to love those sounds but i think speaking objectively they do they take you out of the album a little bit because you're sitting there and you're like you hear it and you're consciously thinking like oh that's like a that's a pro tools move that's a thing that was done in the computer and that takes you like now you're not listening to the music you're thinking about the effects that are being used um So in that, so especially in that way, things can definitely get overproduced. I mean, listen to 99% of the stuff that's on the radio or that comes across your Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And there are so many times where it's just sitting back and it's like, man, that's not even a human voice. Like that's not, there's nothing organic in here. Um, and that'll that'll take me out of a lot of things. I don't think that happens on this album. Um, kind of like we were talking about with the drums earlier. Like, is it the most perfect sounding album of all time? No, but it is very real and very like authentic and organic. Um, so those the effects that are used throughout really kind of serve the song instead of just being kind of like sugarcoating that can easily take you out of an album.
1: For sure. I just wanted to ask you that. Yeah, that's a very
0: in depth answer for a pretty simple question.
1: Well I just I I wanted to know it. Yeah. Um I- there i i just thought about it um also like i mean there are perfect examples of certain songs and albums that have been way overproduced and just end up sounding like garbage
0: yeah definitely
1: um and i'll say the last thing about candace is it's a nice pace or it's a the previous song, um, they never, they always mix it up and are able to not like, they don't, it's not like a stale sound. Um, I think there are many examples of bands that they do hear throughout. Yeah. I mean, bounce composure fall into that category sometimes.
0: I can, I can see that. I, I mean, or, or, I happen to actually, really like that sound, so I'm okay with it, but yeah, I can, I can definitely I, understand.
1: No, I love that sound too, but I'm just, and I love bounce composure and I think they're a great band, but I, uh, I mean, they're, they're, an, they're an example of it. Not.
0: Yeah. It gets fatiguing.
1: Yeah um dray stray stray
0: stray is a perfect example of what you were just talking about where if this song had come after void ripper it would have been two kind of mid-tempo driving kind of songs um so candace picking up the pace and then slowing it back down for stray i think works really well in the sequence of the album um i really like kind of the central conceit of the song um the narrator kind of talking about um life struggles like it's like matt is talking to the listener about like empathizing about struggles but the idea is that the listener is a stray dog
1: yeah which is of a good i i I like that and the execution of it is done pretty well um i love the dramatic shift at the 234 mark um it kind of like goes into like that like soft and heavy again yeah um this is probably the Poppy song from this record, uh, probably the most radio friendly. If we're gonna go into that,
0: yeah, I would agree. <laughs>
1: uh, and man, that chorus is great.
0: Yeah, the way that it, the way that it picks up, and again, like the dynamics all over this album. That that intro verse. That's kind of like a double verse, really. Um, you kind of get the idea because they've played with the they've played with the song structure, like the verse versus chorus kind of deal. Uh, they play with that a lot, and then they kind of double up on that first verse on the song to make the impact of the chorus part really kind of hit you differently and it does it lifts right up like sonically it really kind of opens up a little bit more and there's only the one there's really only the one chorus before they drop back down into like a standard size verse and that's the end of the song like for a four minute and 20 second song um again they cover a lot of ground without a lot of lyrics
1: yeah which is i i'm a fan of like one of the i mean we talked about we stay here by basement those lyrics there weren't a lot of lyrics on that record but they were able to make a statement and you know less is more
0: yeah they definitely this band definitely falls into that category of less is more that that ability to get the point across and to each one of these songs seems to be telling that little bit of a story and it doesn't take a lot lyrically to do that it's they the guitars and the bass are doing the heavy lifting for like the emotional aspect of it and the lyrics just kind of dance on top of it just a little bit like they mostly get out of the way
1: yeah i mean i'll i I'll use another example other than basement and also Finn mckenty for doing music reviews well here's another music reviewer anthony fantano
0: the needle drop
1: the needle drop the melon the the reason why his reviews are as good as they are i think anyone can do a 20 minute review on a record but he keeps it under 10 minutes he is concise and knows exactly what he wants to talk about
0: yeah he edits it right down so that he gets his point across um
1: and and they did the same thing with this song and many of the other songs on this
0: yeah they really uh they really just cut it down um and took everything that worked from that first album because the first album is i would argue just as good as void ripper but it's longer and it meanders a little bit more um they really took all the stuff that worked from that and just went okay how do we do that how do we do that in that more concise manner
1: yeah for sure and now we got is my favorite song off this record
0: at uh that six minute just pounding um it picks up it picks up again uh kind of similar to candace the the tempo picks up a little bit more um
1: it has that little kind of atmospheric intro to it i mean one of my favorite one of my favorite things when live musicians do is when they have already like preset recordings i don't know i think that's really cool and thoughtful like and they they you the music never stops so you're just constantly listening to something even when they're tuning. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really cool. Like yeah. the backing tracks. Yeah. And I, like, has I like
0: the implementation of that for sure.
1: And also falls into the category as I lovingly call muffcore.
0: Oh <laughs> hell, the big muff.
1: And I don't think I've mentioned what Muffcore is. It's basically any band that just slams down on that big muff uh pedal and it's just heavy as fuck
0: when they and when i they go for the fuzz when they go for the fuzz you know you're in for a good time
1: yes that's that is what i am calling it i mean you can hear a lot of interesting things in this song like it's heavy but it's quiet it's it's like a mix of i best I, I i guess like the normie way to describe it i think everyone knows this one song by Paul McCartney band on the run yeah like band classic... Paul McCartney song where it kind of sounds like a combination of three songs mixed into one and it's like seven minutes long. Yeah. That's kind of what this is.
0: Yeah, this does. But it's all done well. Yeah, this does that same thing. And it's so where where Morningstar was more of just like a little like vibey kind of intro thing. I think Fair kind of does what we've talked about previously with intro tracks where like Fair is kind of an amalgamation of all the sounds that you get in This album um, put into one song. Like, it's not the first song that I would show somebody that's looking to get into Animal Flag. Um, But if somebody didn't know what this album was about, I would probably show them this song because it basically covers all the ground that all the other songs do between the dynamics and the guitar parts and the kind of sparse vocals, but still like really kind of um, poppy, catchy, repetitive vocal parts. Um yeah it 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 basically covers everything.
1: Yeah, it does. And especially like the quiet part where it's just like a hi-hat and the bass. I mean, people underestimate um how silent the lack of noise can be used as an instrument. Yeah. And I I love that. That's that's some good shit. Doesn't need to be six minutes long.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Maybe
1: not. Maybe not. I mean, maybe you can cut that last minute out.
0: But considering how, considering how quickly the rest of the album flies by, like it doesn't feel egregious, like having that six-minute song in the middle of it, and especially that six-minute song being that kind of like, like there's different movements to it. Um... <laughs> You know they get they get away with a longer song there just because everything else is so tied to that like hardcore band aesthetic of like hurry up make it quick like blast through what you've got to go through so yeah. it works
1: and I mean they they keep it interesting I I mean it's not quite on the same level as like cathedrals from their yeah. previous record um, which cathedrals is even longer oh. at ten minutes long yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, which I love cathedrals. I know that I remember the last time we talked about it. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I don't Do you think I it's think,
1: too self-indulgent.
0: <laughs> I think in a live setting, especially. Yeah. Um, especially with a band that just has so many other great tracks like when we were able to see them live all the time I don't want them to play Cathedral's because you're going to get what a 25 30 minute maybe 40 minute set out of them like do I want you to take up like an entire quarter of your time playing that one song not really um but I mean it's not a bad song by any means and didn't they yeah, they played they played an eight minute version of it for their Audio Tree live session. And I do really enjoy that. Um, partly because I enjoy pretty much everything Audio Tree puts out, but also especially with this band, that that set is one of the best.
1: For sure. Um, moving on to
0: Lord Pain. Uh Least favorite song on the album.
1: I mean, it's it's good for what it is. Um, I like the the echo and the reverb. I think it adds dynamic to the song.
0: Yeah. I'm uh I think especially with bands that can rip this hard, um, it's like it's just kind of a thing that's been done so many times by so many bands where you get this huge album and then three quarters of the way through or at the very end they go and they do their like acoustic y song. Um and it's hard to enjoy those a lot of the time because it feels Feels like they're doing it out of obligation, um, which I'm sure if you talk to any of the artists, they like they like those kind of songs and they wanted to show a little bit of range and stuff like that. And you know, who am I to say? You know, if I if I put together a Keep You album or EP this year, um, I wouldn't be shocked if something like that ends up on it. But it does. You know, even just having that thought. I think kind of makes my point that like, it feels a little bit obligatory, Um but there's nothing necessarily wrong with the song. It's just, yeah, those little, those little slow acoustic tracks halfway through an album don't do a lot for me.
1: I mean, they either, but I think it's, it's well done. I like the mix on it. Um, I like the effects that are put onto it. It doesn't. Um, I think it's very easy. And maybe maybe I'm just making an assumption here. It's easy to record an acoustic song, um, but to have it kind of with that reverb and that echo.
0: Oh, I mean, it's probably at least in my experience, it is one of the easier things to do when you're working on an album. Um, Ken, again referencing Ken, um, the the song "Bedtime Blues" off of water that was one one guitar track, two vocal takes, and then like the rain track, I think. And I got the guitar to sound the way that I wanted to. I kind of comped the vocals, put those together, got some of the effects and stuff that I wanted on the vocals, and then it was yeah, it was literally just reverb to give it that like space. And next thing you know, song's ready to be mastered. So I think uh I'm not sure that they do this to make it easy necessarily, but it definitely kind of is. And FaceTime is reconnecting. Right right now. So I'm glad that I vamped enough on production crap to hopefully get Dan back on the screen, back recording as well. da 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 da. Oh no. I got gotcha. you. The audience the audience didn't hear you. It's your computer's way of telling you that this is my podcast now and i'm just gonna talk nerdy recording shit forever it's mine now look at me look at me i'm the captain now dan dan smells and he likes pineapple on his pizza and his favorite pizza is from pizza hut because he is a garbage human
1: okay i think i have it now oh look at those look at that music bar there oh great um (sighs) Also, I tried. <laughs> well, you tried, but you failed. Also, I don't think pineapple is the most egregious topping on pizza.
0: And that is why you fail, Dan. think why you fail. I
1: think there are far worse uh, toppings that you can have on a pizza.
0: Like anchovies. Ugh.
1: I mean, pineapple can't go on every pizza. But I mean, like, you know. Whatever. Uh, we're not talking about pineapple pizza.
0: We're gonna start. We're gonna start a war here.
1: Okay. We're gonna continue to talk about the album. That we were technical issues. My computer. Um. My computer's brand new, and it just didn't know what the heck it was doing. Um.
0: Much like the rest of us.
1: Uh. Apple, do better.
0: Just do better.
1: Um. Anyways, we're gonna. I think we exhausted everything on Lord Pain. Let's talk to you laugh from Void River by Animal Flag.
0: Let's. Um I don't know why I love the line, it was never really tangible so much. Um, but I do. Yeah, it's you know, again, it's a it's a great example of the pacing of this album. They pick it up, pick it back up after that Lord of Pain uh, kind of dirge, acousticy kind of deal, um, and just launch launch back into what they've been doing. It's
1: it's that soft boor- uh, verse and like loud chorus, um, and the chorus just you know they riff. Yep, they riff hard. Um,
0: it's all about those guitars. And
1: what I find interesting is they do verse, chorus, verse. And then they play the chorus, but there aren't any lyrics to that. And I think that's a different change we're normally accustomed to.
0: Yeah, it's that that playing with expectations and, you know, they're it's not like they're really shredding there's not a lot of there's not a lot of technical aspects going on here um so to keep kind of the to keep kind of the power chords and stuff fresh you get a lot of this playing around with the song structure that i really kind of enjoy
1: yeah they i mean they are berkeley grads so they know a thing or two yeah. about a thing or two about how to write a song and they do a great job of uh structure than normal um i mean it's so easy to write a verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus song i mean we've been doing that for years now it's the typical punk formula and they kind of it's it's songs for musicians but also um i'm not really a musician so i i also enjoy it as
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's probably... Lord of Pain and I Can Hear You Laugh are probably two of the weaker tracks on the album. Um, but yeah, the it, it keeps you engaged because of that song structure mm-hmm. kind of change-up, and I really enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the Pixies... Now, well, we'll get into that later. Um, let's talk in, about why.
0: Uh, first song released from the album. Um, definitely the most traditional structure-wise. Um, you get the verse kind of verse chorus verse there's not really a second course it is um, a great first single yeah it's definitely it feels like that bridge song between what they you know what the band was putting out before on those first couple of eps and the first full length uh compared to what they kind of offer here um and it's also, the most, it's also the most kind of on theme, uh, like we were talking about the kind of loss of religion theme that Matt is singing about here. Um, again, that like existential dread kind of deal um, over the course of three minutes, it kind of walks you through birth to death. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is...
0: And kind of the randomness and um, in this case, kind of pointlessness of that journey.
1: Yeah. And like how small you are compared to the whole universe and everything as like a whole... And I mean, we get that soft, loud thing from the Pixies, which, you know, they might have started it, but Nirvana popularized it, and I mean, we hear Nirvana's influence band from this kind of time period.
0: Yeah. I mean, between guitar tones and the dynamic songwriting and things like that, um, yeah, you feel feel Nirvana in a lot of this kind of stuff. And... Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer of a song. It's kind of a bummer of a song, but it's really well constructed and just sometimes. Sometimes when you're in that kind of headspace, this is. Yeah, I go back to the song pretty frequently, even though it's not like I said. I mean, Void Ripper just can't be touched. That's that song is just. I could listen to that every day and not get not get over it. Um, but when I'm when I'm in my feels or when I'm kind of feeling like the pointlessness, this is a. Uh, this is a good this is a good one It's a good song
1: yeah for sure um, and then close out the album we have the song five um I mean and I don't mind an album being nine songs long um, I think I think nine is a little short but more the more I think about it and the older I get I think a lot of bands put a lot of filler on their records they're like we just want to make an album just for the sake of making an album. And these are nine songs that were carefully crafted, written and, and five is a great way to kind of encapsulate the album and end it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it like, it ends on kind of a dour note, but it's really fitting for kind of the body of work here. Uh, the mind over matter, body over mind, five faulty, five faulty senses. Fuck me every time. Um, yeah, I mean Matt was pretty open about how he was going through it, um, especially when writing a lot of these lyrics. And you, like, they stuck the landing really well, I think.
1: Yeah, and just like so many other songs on this record, I mean that bass just carries everything. Um, I- yeah,
0: Zach Weeks is Zach Weeks is just insane. Um, and I lo- yeah, I think this. I think this is a high water mark here.
1: Yeah, and the fading in and out at the four minute mark, and it progressively getting louder as it concludes. Like I think. Yeah,
0: introducing a little bit of that like noise kind of uh, sensibility there. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, it's great, but it's not overdone. It's not obnoxious. It's what we need.
0: The, the Italian hand. <laughs> it is. It is the Italian. The Italian fingers.
1: Yes, the Italian fingers.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's you know front to back a great album just the pacing the the pacing the musicality the lyrics it's it's probably one of my favorite albums from the past 10 years i just think the, uh, these guys really put together that like cohesive kind of story and music and performance and yeah, I mean there's there's a reason why there's a reason why we still come back and listen to these guys so often. It's it's a great album.
1: Yeah, um we hold it in very high regard.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Been a minute since we've done one of these. I love it.
1: And you guys should be expecting more of those this year.
0: Throughout the year.
1: Throughout the year. Um as well as some other interesting things that we're going to uh, come up with.
0: Yeah. It's the year of the packy run, baby. Yes. Pour some serious time and effort into this, and then eventually we'll start begging you for money. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your
1: money. But we don't do it for the money. We do it for the for enjoyment, and we just love to just hang out and do this.
0: Yeah, this is what... <laughs> we'd be doing this anyway. You guys just get the opportunity to listen in.
1: Anyways, do you have any recommendations this week?
0: Do I have recommendations? Um... I'm sure I do. I forget specifically.
1: I mean, you sent me one oh. today or like the other day.
0: Oh, so I have been really into that uh, SWAT EP, SWAT. Um, it's another It's another project from, um, it's Ian from the band Military Gun and Patrick from Self-Defense Family and Drug Church. Um, it's a little four song EP. And Dan very aptly pointed out how it's like, Dead Kennedys, like '80s hardcore kind of worship. Um, it's like a, f- it's like five or six minutes long over four songs. Um, Not really mad at that. it.
1: Not mad at it at all.
0: Yeah, I I like that EP a lot. Um, and I forget what prompted me earlier this week to go and search it out because I knew that it had come out last uh, early last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's really gritty and. Uh, supposedly they recorded all the instruments on an iPhone eight,
1: which I think that's very interesting and really cool.
0: Yeah. I think it really, especially with that kind of genre of music that actually that kind of gritty unpolished quality really, really works. Um, but the actual, the actual recommendation that I was going to give is, uh, the album what's so fucking funny, uh, by the band web which is Jake and Taylor from super heaven. Um, since super heaven kind of disbanded both of them have done a couple of different musical projects and some podcasts and stuff like that um they haven't really hit home for me that much i haven't like they're not bad they just haven't like i haven't really had a need to listen back after you know kind of checking those things out uh but this web lp is awesome um, it's still kind of super heaven ish, um, but it's less Nirvana and more like gin blossoms. Like there's pedal steel on one of the tracks and, um, it's not quite as like, it's not, I guess you would, st- you would still call it Muffcore Dan, but I don't it, like, it's not, it's not that fuzzy.
1: Okay. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, It's, it's really, it's really good.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, my recommendation is a band called super american and their album sup and that uh, album came out last year Sup. and it's that it's that uh menzingers pop punk it's like menzingers but more pop punk it's it i love it it's fantastic um i just like that sound a lot
0: I'll have to check it out.
1: I sent it to you. I, I, I was like saying, I sent you a text like, damn, this snare drum sounds really good.
0: Oh, oh, I do remember you sending that to me. I think I was working, so I didn't get the chance to actually go back and listen. But now I'm going to have to because it comes highly recommended.
1: Yes, I would, I would recommend this album. Um, my friend Bobby recommended me this record. So shout out to him.
0: There you go. Well, good. Well, that's the first one for the year. Um, if you guys like it, if you want to support the show, make sure that you're following along on our socials. Uh, we're currently at Packy run pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you're on Apple music, like the show, rate it, subscribe to it. Uh, if you're on other podcast platforms, do the equivalent things. Um, and I've been trying to put in little polls or questions or things um, on the Spotify page. So if you're listening on there, interact with us there. And uh, yeah. For sure.
1: Um, as always, like we appreciate all of you guys listening. And um, we will talk to you the next time. And not, it's not going to be a month from now. It's going to be most likely either next week or the week afterwards.
0: Let's go. Oh, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.